Good afternoon, Jamie. Um, I'm sorry, who is this? Uh, I'm a long-lost friend. Oh, hey, Keith. What's going Hi. On? It's, been, it's been a long been a time. Minute. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I, I keep my notes in a, a paper document. Uh huh. Don't at me. And uh, the last time we were supposed to record, which I just had to change the date on this, was September 17th. Yeah. Today yep. October yep. 2nd, so... Yeah. So yeah. So everything's yeah, done. Been, everything's done. The, the podcast was canceled. Podcast almost was canceled in that time frame. So there was that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I I will do my previous month real quick, and that is I literally didn't do anything cool. over the last month. Okay. I I got nothing done, and the reason for that not not the only reason for that, but the primary reason for that is that Kendra's pregnant. And so I've had a lot less free time. So yeah. 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 So we're expecting second baby Thompson. uh, But that just means that she's in pregnancy is not kind to my wife. So Um, yeah, she's always feeling pretty crappy and uh, it's pretty rough. So now I've been just been doing a lot more um, of the normal house stuff that she and I would normally divide. And then in addition to that, now, unlike the first pregnancy, I we also have a one and a half year old running around that needs taken care of. too. Yeah, so, it makes it different, makes it more difficult. Yeah. So doing all that stuff, it's just really been taken out of me. So I haven't put any time into what I, I need to with my projects. So that's a real big bummer. But that's just how it is. It'll be very exciting come March. But this first trimester has been a bit of a bummer. So yeah, that pretty much brings me to where we are now. And yep. So hmm. so what do you think is any like, honestly, like, is anything going to change that will allow you to I mean, obviously, it's not a high priority, right? Yes. Um, so things things will change. Namely, well, I mean, there's always potential for things to go poorly like they did last time around. But Kendra is feeling better. She's like on the up and up. I mean, she's obviously becoming more pregnant in, in that way, right? Like, so she's just... Uh, so eventually, she'll lose some mobility and ability to do things. But uh, she's much less in the like, I'm completely dying um, fatigue phase right now. So second trimester tends to be kind of the, the peak mm-hmm. of like being able to do things. And then there's another trough at the end, I suppose. Bell curve. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I have this next trimester potentially to, to knock some things out. And so that's, that's my goal. And uh, like, I was supposed to release the first new coder journey video in a long time in August. And, uh, I pushed that off cause I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, I, I bought a new fancy camera and mm-hmm. some lighting and stuff. And I was like, well, I might as well just wait until I have that so I can look good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, I'll push it off until September. And then first trimester came <laughs> barreling through here like a hurricane. And uh, yeah, so that hasn't been done yet. But I have like kind of storyboarded some of that stuff out and I'm going to hopefully get that out the door because that's I feel like that's a more high return on my time at the moment than Pokédex stuff is just because there's a little bit more that I need to do with that. Like I can have a faster turnaround on like jumpstarting the YouTube channel again than mm-hmm. I can of just like releasing the product. So that's kind of my focus going into this is first thing I want to do is release the first new YouTube video in three years. Nice. And then, now you can, uh, now you can kind of create content again, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, as far as I know, I'm permitted to create content. It's not like violating anything with my work um, and stuff. So I want to do that because the channel did a really good job of growing when I wasn't doing anything. And, uh, but the, the growth kind of has slowed down 
by a lot. And like, it no longer just brings in a steady hundred dollar paycheck anymore, which is a real bummer. Um, that's on, a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, I think at its peak, it made like 340 in one month. Nice. And that's all from uh, AdWords. Yeah. That's a hundred percent just from like AdSense stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't get paid unless you have a hundred dollars in your account. Yeah. So this last two months, it's been or th- two or three months. It's been less than a hundred bucks. So I've had to wait a month and a half in between. And then mm. it's, um, a little bit less. So, so that's a, you know, a big bummer, but I'm like, I can, you know, get the YouTube Google juices going again and kind of get that up. Not that the revenue is like why I'm in it. Right. I, I just, I like having a YouTube channel, but it is a nice to have that extra because Coder journey basically funds me being able to pursue anything else. Like it pays for our podcast hosting and stuff and I don't have to worry about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, take this money that I is fake from YouTube and just dump it into, you know, pay Dan Benjamin. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, you're First welcome, thing I'm Dan. working on there. You're welcome, Dan. Now I can't afford diapers. That's cool, Dan. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Dan sent me a coffee cup. So there's that. There you go. Yeah. You go. I was out of the blue, just like, here you go. It's a, but yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get a YouTube video out. Uh, it's going to be first couple videos are going to be like Kubernetes related, probably more high level kind of animated uh, explainery kind of video, like uh, explain Kubernetes to me like I'm five sort of approach, just Mm -hmm. because that's the most successful video I've ever created is along those lines. And there are kind of two other things I think could make like a really good trifecta of videos there. And also that like that video still gets, you know, thousands of views per month or whatever. And I can just put like a card in there to be like, oh, you want to learn more about like the internals of Kubernetes go here. You want to learn about like the high level components of what using Kubernetes go here. And so being able to link those from a different video that gets a lot of traffic, I think could be beneficial to me too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's that. And then I still plan on doing Pokedex stuff. I just have or uh, Juniper's lab. Sorry. Um, Pokedex Mm -hmm. is just shorter and easier to say, (laughs) but Yeah. So JL, there you go. Um, but I just haven't worked on that in a while. I do want to get back into streaming, uh, again too, now that my Tuesdays and Thursdays seem a little bit more free than they previously had been just because I was needed to use that time previously to kind of get the household back in order. Like, Oh, I need to do like cleaning or whatever. So yeah, I'm hoping to get that stuff back rolling also. Are you still like, um, Doing stuff to your hot, like your basement and stuff. Like, is that, um, well, I'm not doing stuff. Like we have a general contractor who contracted out all the other, all the pieces. So like I haven't done any physical labor for the basement, but we are finishing the basement. Right. right We're developers. We don't, I mean, come on. Yeah. My hands are not useful in that way. The money makers. Yeah. Dude, my money makers are completely stupid. If I try to do things around the house, like I have to go hang gutter guard at this weekend because we have a woods behind our house. So like that just dumps leaves into our gutters, but our downspouts are tiled. So like this if leaves get brought in there... to you by gutter guard. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you, so guard. I'm up on like a ladder, like drilling stuff into my gutters and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like this is taking me forever and it definitely should not be. So yeah. But anywho, the streaming is a good way to hold me accountable to actually doing some programming stuff because I just, I'm like, this is a time I have to be sitting in my chair programming something. It might as well be something that is moving another one of my projects forward. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Somebody else. Yeah. Wants like me you to got work a two on something for. different. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're increasing like, or you're using your, your channel, but you're also working on Juniper's lab, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal. Kind of just getting things jump started now, but it's been, uh, it's been a, kind of a weird last month, month and a half, but yeah. 
how have uh, how's your last month been? Strap in. No. Um, yeah. Uh, so a lot has happened. Work, uh, but the actual work in progress on it is 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 going. Uh, not where it should be in a month, but so last time we left uh, our heroes, uh, I was working on part of the sponsorware bot, um, and I figured this bot would take <laughs> maybe a weekend to do. Mm-hmm. And and this the sponsorware bot was mainly when you got a new sponsor, it would fire off this bot, and this bot would look at the level that you have set up, and either decide to give people access uh, to a sponsored repo or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I found is, A, I don't know the GitHub API like I thought I did. Uh, And B, I bots um, and just actions in general. And and I thought bots were kind of more permissive, but actions and bots. So bots you can use to get the event of of a new sponsorship. Okay. Uh, whereas actions, you you cannot right. You fire yes. off workflows based on basically repo stuff. Yeah, it's more or less like you modified something in Git. Yes. Go do a thing. Yes. And what I found though is that the actual context that you get from the event of a sponsor where it's hard for me to determine, like based on permissions and scopes and stuff what I can glean from the user. Um, oh, gotcha. Because like, for example, if you sponsor a, uh, a repo, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, you sponsor a, a user and I get that event, I want to look through all your repos that you allowed the ProBot app to get to. And I, I'm going to look through some for some configuration. So like a lot of actions and, and, and bots in GitHub, they, they put kind of their configuration in the repo under the, the .github folder, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so in there, you, I would want to get things like, what is the level, what is the minimum level sponsorship tier that somebody has to hit in order to get access to this repo? Mm-hmm. So going through those things, that's when I got kind of lost. I didn't really understand permissions and, and what permissions the app had versus what permissions the user were giving me, things like that. And so instead of like going down that rabbit hole, I also thought I started thinking like I might need to hold stuff into a database, which I'm like, I I don't want this bot to be kind of crazy. Yeah. I just want to be simple. So basically, long story short, uh, long story long, I stopped work on that for a bit because it's not really my core thing that I'm trying to get done. Yeah, that's a good call. It's not that valuable. It was a little bit automation. I mean, it still would be valuable. I don't want to demean it there, but it's not that valuable to you right now. Yeah, the value I was I wanted to get from it was more of kind of increasing my footprint in the sponsorware arena. Yeah, you, it was like a publicity yeah, for, sort was, of coding it, exercise. It, it could be useful for other others. Yeah. And I could see it being useful for me when hopefully I get more sponsors. So I stopped working on that. I'm still going to work on it when I feel like working on it. Uh, I just haven't had the time or, or wanted to based on my other stuff. Um, so, But I have been working on Juve. Um, and mainly what I've been doing is refactoring the process architecture. The process architecture right now, is it sucks. It's kind of like my low-level understanding of OTP when I started working on it. And I had just too many la- layers and levels of, of things. Uh, gotcha. So, 
I found an easier way. I've been thinking and I'm reading books and uh, like the Elixir, uh, the little Elixir and OTP guide. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to look at the one from James Edward Gray. It's got, they have a book process, Elixir processes. Yeah. I can't remember what that one's called, but I the think it's just Prague Prague one. Pros- yeah. The Prague Prague one. It's like process architecture or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I bought that. I'm going to read that, but I have a, an idea of, going forward about uh, an easier Juve processes. So I've been working on that uh, in between researching and doing some things. And I think I actually have a breakthrough this morning. So now it's just kind of going all in on that cool. with, with my goal of being able to being used in my next bot by next week. So I want it to be able to connect and receive some messages and then also DM the user. So Wait, you said of... being used in your next your next bot next week? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Like you have a new project coming up for a client project that needs a bot, and you're gonna use this? Is that what you're saying? No, or you so... just have an idea for a bot that you're building for right, yourself? Right. So I was working on break time. Or I was thinking about break time. Right. As a, oh, as gotcha. A, okay. As a, a bot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Break time is gonna be cool. And then, uh, then I watched Social Dilemma. Have you seen Social Dilemma? Probably no. not. You've been. Uh, chasing your baby around. Yeah, I don't do much of anything. Right now. <laughs> so Social Dilemma is like a documentary. It's actually a pretty terrible documentary, but it's all about the addiction people have on their phones and what companies like Twitter and Facebook and all these social media companies, kind of the knobs and levers. They interview a bunch of like uh, ex-workers at these companies. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this makes sense. Yep, yep. Yep. And so all these knobs and levers that people can use to make these platforms addictive. And break time used a lot of some social media stuff. And I was like, do I really want to be a part of that ecosystem? Gotcha. Yeah. Do I want to be taking people's time? Yes. Yes. Is like the whole like premise of break time is like, make your breaks valuable, you know, like make Mm -hmm. them valuable to, to you and, or easier to get in and get out. And I was like, I don't know if I can achieve that with uh, social media and the way I consume social media now. It's just, I'm not sure I want to, to increase that. So Yeah, I, I would almost, like, if you need to have social media hooks, which I think you probably do for this thing to be, you know, useful to everybody, even if mm-hmm. they don't have the same view of social media as you, is I would just put it in its own, like, danger zone section. <laughs> within your app right yeah like, that'll solve everything uh you just say danger zone like seriously you should probably maybe avoid this i'm gonna just be i'm i'm the guy who's gonna be telling you i'm just a bot though so don't don't right, worry about right. it but uh but you, you should probably avoid social these network companies. is to keep you engaged in a social network uh-huh. so uh and i'm not saying like in the context of chronic it made a little more sense to me but in the in the context of its own app it, it mm-hmm. makes less sense to me it, it, it actually kind of makes people less productive, I think. Or I think that has the ability to. So what I decided to do is scrap break time, at, which nice. I wasn't, I didn't do any work. I yeah, didn't do any yeah. Work on it was an idea that you had. It hadn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about like messaging and, and all that stuff. I was doing that work, but I didn't do any, uh, any work on it. So what I thought was like, well, here's Tetsu. I've been wanting to create, make Tetsu 2. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah. And it's sitting here. I have 28,000 users on it. Uh, nice. So I, have an, I mean, not active users. I have 28,000 users in my database. Eh, I think I actually, that might be Teams. I don't remember. 
I have a lot more users. I think I have like hundreds of thousands of users. Uh, like, I don't know how many teams. I can give you a number, but um, I think that's in the tens of thousands. Not active again. Um, yeah, yeah, just in general that have ever yeah. signed up for the service. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I have these users. There's all these other like stand-up tools in Slack. It's kind of like the hello world now. And and so, and the and Tetsu's never really evolved from what I thought it was or where, mm-hmm. where I want it to be. So I was like, that's what I'm going to, that's my first Juve bot that I'm going to build. So I'm going to build Tetsu 2. Okay. Gotcha. I don't want to talk really too much about what it's going to do yet. Okay. But basically the goal of Tetsu is to get rid of your status meetings, is to actually get rid of the stand-up meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I have some ways to get, to get there. Uh, but one of the things I need, I think I need, is access to the GPT-3 stuff from OpenAI. So I reached out to them. I have not heard back. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me what that is. GPT-3? Yeah. So GPT-3 is like a, it's a piece of software built by OpenAI. It's, a, okay. it's an API itself. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it where it allows people like feed in text-based input and create a model and make sense out of that. So a lot of people have used it to uh, finish email sentences or they've loaded it with uh, poetry and people have been creating poem, poems out of it based on somebody else's work. Okay, gotcha. Got so, it. So it's, it's how Gmail works essentially. Like you like type a couple words and it like pre gives you a sentence finisher basically. Yeah. That's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Based on whatever, however you configure the model and, and things like that. Okay. Um, it's, it's been very popular, like with people kind of doing like demo apps and, and just kind of cool, cool thing. They people have actually released full apps on this, but I want to use it for a status meeting of, of sorts. So uh, I've, requested access to them. They have a little form that they fill out. I have not heard back. I heard you actually have to like, so Greg uh, Block is the CEO of of OpenAI. So I think I'm going to reach out to him via email and just just tell him kind of more about what I want to work on and and see if I can get access to that. So that's one thing I'm going to work on in the next next period. Okay. Um, But yeah, Tattoo 2, man. I'm kind of actually excited about that idea. I think it's, I think it fits, um, fits more with like, it's, it's easier to, to get, to gain traction. Like I'm, I am sitting on a hundred thousand users that have already signed up for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So why not kind of take advantage of that as well? And, and I've been wanting to work on, on this for a while. So if you're launching Tatsu 2 as a thing that is once you want it to replace stand-up meetings, right? That might not be something that all of your customers want. So are you going to run them separately? Yeah. What do you mean? Like that? you're not going like, to force upgrade somebody to Tatsu 2. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that. I I definitely don't like the idea of of just moving people over for mm-hmm. the sake of moving over. But there's there's actually another issue too with with Tatsu. Um, Tatsu works with Slack's real-time messaging API. Okay. Uh, it doesn't need to, to be honest. It, it just, when it, when it came out, that was, I wanted it to be fast and respond fast. So I'm, I'm using that API. Slack is depreciating, not the API itself, but they're depreciating the scopes needed to gain access to the API, basically killing that API. Oh. Yeah. And they're depreciating them on December 4th. 
Oh, so you need to move this thing to something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm I'm contemplating on either taking the version of Tatsu as it is, exists today and just moving that over to Juve and the mm-hmm. way Juve will work uh, with events and actions from Slack instead of the RT, RTM. Uh, I think that's the direction I'm going to go and then build that into... Tattoo two. So Tatsu two, if you don't if you still want to do the status meeting, you will still mm-hmm. be able to do the status meeting. Okay. Probably the way they interface with it today. See, I've never upgraded Tatsu to use like the forms that you can use now, uh, with the block kit and all that other stuff. Okay. It is still yeah. very message driven. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of Slack apps are kind of moving towards uh non-message driven interfaces. So I this kind of gives you the opportunity. Um, this is on the business side of things, right? Uh, it sort of gives you an opportunity to introduce Tatsu 2 as like, obviously it's a big software upgrade. It'll be more, uh, probably be faster. It'll be more reliable. It won't be as much of a headache uh, with the whole Heroku kills it every day thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but additionally, you and I have talked about this forever, but you always have kind of charged a little too little. Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. so this gives you the opportunity to kind of introduce tatsu to as like just a different tier of plan mm-hmm. or whatever right exactly exactly I, I'll, I'll still grandfather the existing users in uh the existing active users in um and if they choose to upgrade which there's going to be so many advantages to upgrading that i don't see why mm-hmm. they wouldn't but I, yeah. i'm not i'm not simply going to change the prices on them i just i hate when i get that yeah yeah that's a huge bummer obviously when when people do that although this is a weird one that i would even say you maybe should do is in the process of them choosing to upgrade you should tell them like hey you're totally allowed to continue paying exactly what you're paying if you add new users are you gonna have it if they add new users to their team or whatever they have to pay the new price on the new users i don't think i'm gonna do the per user pricing on tatsu 2 I oh. think I'm going to do more of a tiered pricing. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, based probably, I don't know. I don't know how. I I got to look at some data that I have on Tattoo. Uh-huh. I don't know if the like the the main factor is going to be the number of users, which I don't like because every time you get a new user, um, I would imagine that may be a time where people cancel because maybe they're not getting enough usage out of it, mm. or okay. every, you know every user they add is a buying decision. True. And it makes it hard to budget Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. because I mean, not that they're working on unless people are hiring like a ton of extra people, obviously their monthly cost or whatever isn't going to change. But this would allow you to like, you know, prepay and you can be like zero to five is a price like you can have, you know, that kind of stair step sort of a thing where it's like, oh, you have up to 25 people on your team um, and then they can budget for that. Uh, But anywho, on the when they decide to upgrade kind of thing, you can kind of have it go down the route of like, hey, I'm not changing pricing on you. This is just how it is. But if you would like to be like to have the pricing changed over to this instead of the per seat pricing, then that's an option you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be like or if you want. So the other factor I may base this on, though, is the number of standups. So if you Mm -hmm. do lots of standups a day or a week or whatever, it's going to be this price if you do, you know whatever. So it might be the number of standups. It may just be features. So like one thing that I, that I actually have in beta mode that I never launched with Tetsu one is like vacation mode. Like I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole team's on vacation. 
So don't run standup at all, or don't run standup for this user, things like that. So vacation mode, being able to be alerted or not alerted, things like that. There's, there's a lot of features I never launched with Tetsu. I have a whole list of features too. And so I'm thinking, you know, if you want these features, go ahead and upgrade. If you don't, if you're cool with like using Tetsu the way it was always used, there you go. There's your pricing. That's that's how you can continue to go. But oh, I, I okay. That's how you were saying you were going to do it. So if they choose to upgrade, they, their pricing changes, obviously. Um, no. So what I was saying is like, if you want to run Tetsu the way it, it's run now and uh-huh. it's not fancy, you could probably even replicate it the way uh, with Slack workflow stuff, to be honest. Um, yeah, you go ahead and it's this price. But if you want all these additional features, and I have so many lists and I have so many more in my in my head, you're you're gonna do you're gonna go new pricing. So whatever the new pricing is, you're gonna be on that. Else, gotcha. you're gonna have the old pricing. So that's okay. the way I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I think that seems fair to not alienate yeah. people who are currently using and and enjoying the product. Also, you're sort of in a good spot. Like you have so many people that presumably are still on like the tatsu mailing list of some kind. So if you mm-hmm. want to, yeah, I mean, you can potentially do what are those, uh, remarketing, right. Or re isn't that, isn't that the term for it? Like you, you are in a, in essence, um, marketing the people who have already been customers in the past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it gives you that Avenue, like straight into somebody's mailbox to, uh, to kind of get some more eyes on the new features as you have gotten them kind of worked up and can sort of demo them or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the advantage I have. By... Yeah. That's a huge advantage. Like exactly. that's absolutely gigantic and compared to I'm creating a brand new product from scratch and I need to go find my first user. That sucks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I, yeah, like, so... I like how that's going. And I'm glad you you said you made sort of a breakthrough with Juve's architecture just today. Right. And mm-hmm. you're going to be working that into um, to stuff moving forward. So yeah, this is all sounds very exciting. And I do think this is going to be more beneficial to you than break time would have been. So. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I want to, one thing I thought about is actually, so, so the listeners, the, the, the 40 listeners of this podcast will find out that the reason it's called Juve is because it was, it was, I had this crazy idea. So I want to build this, bring this up. Um, it's, it's based on, uh, if you've ever seen Ex Machina, the movie. I actually uh, haven't. Okay. That, that's fine. Uh, it's a great movie. You should see it, but it's, it's about a, uh, computer scientist who like has this, he's a, he's a millionaire, mm-hmm. uh, and he has this mansion in this woods where he's developing this bot named Ava. Mm-hmm. And, and so inside this house where the movie actually takes place is actually not a movie set. Well, the outside of the house is not a movie set. Uh, it, it's actually a, a real house and the name of that. Yeah, you've house, been to this house before, right? No, no. The name of this house is Juve and oh, okay. it's in Norway. So gotcha. I've, never, I've never been to this house, but you, it's actually a hotel that you can rent. So one of the ideas I, I looked into, I don't know how it's going to work in the COVID times, but I looked into when I launched Juve, which will hopefully be beginning of next, next year, um, as, as like a public thing that people can use. Uh-huh. I actually kind of want to be in Juve to launch in Juve, Juve launching Juve in nice. Norway. <laughs> um, from like, you should see the pictures of this. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but the picture is this house. It's like, it's pretty, like they have this like bathtub that like looks over this window, this giant window into the okay. forest. Okay. 
This makes more sense now, I guess, because I was going to ask you, what is the logo for Juve? But yes. this makes more sense. <laughs> this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so It's funny because looking at this thing, it looks very small. Yeah, right, which is why I was like, oh, okay, so there is some Hollywood magic about the inside of the house, but the outside of the house that you see in the movie. Yeah, this looks like house. somebody who built a micro house for themselves in the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. So I'm like, and there's like this bathtub with like this uh, glass, giant glass window that looks out into the forest. I'm like, dude, I just want to sit in that bathtub and like record it and like hit a button to like make it a public repo. Nice. <laughs> Be like, oh, there it is, it's launched in the middle of uh, in the middle of Norway. That's funny. I I hope you can do that. Sounds yeah, like I hope a good I can plan. Too. I hope I can too. Yeah, so that's kind of the two major things I've been working on. Uh, I've been working on some other stuff. Um, I'm finally getting up to your your uh, level of proness in terms of equipment. So uh, oh, gotcha. I want to make some videos about creating Juve, some streams. I'm pretty um, sure you're you have more equipment than I have, by the way. Oh, my equipment! My my equipment has gotten out of control. Now, actually, yeah, like yeah. actually, the last piece of my equipment is my camera. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to show up yesterday. I didn't know I had to sign for it. So it should be here today. And that's from the last piece that I need. I got my lights. I got my my mixer. I got my mic. Uh, my mic. Uh, got some ATEM mini stuff. It's going to be sweet. Um, well, the quality is going to be, the video <laughs> quality is going to be great. So I'm excited about that. I actually think I'm going to uh, create a, a few workshops as well, either live workshops or for sale workshops on building bots. Um, nice. Yeah. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. So I've been kind of uh, creating those, the content for that behind the scenes as well. I feel like you could use uh, a short workshop as like a really good lead magnet kind of thing, right? Like mm -hmm. just release it for free. Just be like, this is like general concepts of bot mm -hmm. building. Mm -hmm. Don't even make it like even code related almost just like yep. core competencies of building bots and yep. release that. I have. Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually. I didn't think of it in that angle. Uh, I, I am struggling with like, if I make it technical and mm -hmm. Juve is built in Elixir, if I should make it elixir -y, if I should do multiple languages um, mm -hmm. based on some other thing I have for Juve. And if I do make it elixir -y, I may have like a few shorter videos on like getting started with elixir as well yeah i think you could do that i honestly i think once you get going with this you'll probably find that you're a polyglot and you could very easily create a product that fits people where they are mm -hmm. and even if they're not interested in elixir like you could just have multiple products right at that point yep so yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably would be the the route you would want to go. Just look at like the top th two languages besides Elixir. Oh, JavaScript and bots. X. Um, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, everybody builds builds their bots right now in in JavaScript. Uh, mm -hmm. Special JavaScript. There's a couple JavaScript popular libraries like the Microsoft Bot Framework and stuff. It's actually in a in a JavaScript. Yeah, so I would say you probably target them too. In addition, mm -hmm. but then like. You have obviously the Juve focused thing just because you think it's a better solution. Well, yeah, the other, <laughs> I have so many ideas. The other uh, piece with Juve is I have this idea for a Juve black box where mm -hmm. basically you click a button, whether it's a Heroku deployment button or obviously I don't really want it to run on Heroku, but 
it's some deploy button uh, or something you sign up for and you get yeah. basically all you need is a webhook URL and you get the events and you can send those back through Juvet. So Juvet kind of does all the routing, heavy work, translating the inputs and the outputs to the appropriate uh, places because this is going to work with Teams and Slack and, mm -hmm. and Discord and all that. And so maybe maybe you just say, hey, here's a black box and here's how you can work with it in JavaScript or, or Ruby or whatever. Gotcha. So that, that could be another route I make. Yep. Or yeah, I, I just take so. the concepts that I have for Juve, which I've already actually built in Ruby, um, and you know, make a Ruby course and make a JavaScript course and, and yep. an electric, like you just mentioned. So those are some directions I've been thinking about. Yeah, I think those are good ways to, to potentially go about it. I do think creating a super short, like Cliff Notes version of bot building uh, mm -hmm. that's non-technical as like a lead magnet would be great though. Yeah, that's a great idea because I had that. Like I had that as a talk that I've been giving for the past four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is like the first half of my talk that I give is like all about, it has no code. It's just general like design like what design constraints are when you're building for bots what bots are how they work yep. um yeah yeah create that as a course and you're good that's awesome thanks man it's a good idea mm -hmm. cool that's it man that's um i got some other notes but it's fine let's let's okay well we'll talk about it in two weeks when we've both accomplished things all right man yeah it sounds good to me all right sounds good